time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Monday to everybody out there as we start another week here in, well, can we call it late September now? I guess we can, moving right along. It'll be October before you know it. Halloween is around the corner. The weather's starting to change here in Southern California. It doesn't change a whole lot, but still for our standards, it gets to be a little bit of a little, little chill in there, a little less hot, which is nice. Definitely when the sun goes down. But anyway, happy Monday to everyone out there. We are recording this actually Sunday morning. Uh, and uh, it's a little early here. I'm, I'm going to be joined here very soon by head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep again to discuss the Rio Hondo Prep victory from Friday night over Temple City, 55 to 14, uh, an absolute uh, destruction from the from the get go, uh, much like some of the other games uh, this year have been. So we're going to chat with Mark today uh, about the game and also look forward to this upcoming game this weekend. That was supposed to be a bye week, but if you remember, Linfield Christian in week two had to cancel their game uh, with Rio um, and postpone it to this open week. So it's a Saturday night down in Temecula, rescheduled. Uh, Linfield Christian had some COVID issues apparently or uh, something of that nature anyway. Uh, glad they're going to get the game in. Uh, so we'll talk about that game. Here's the plan for today. We're going to talk with Mark Carson, the head coach, like we have been the past few Mondays, but then we're also going to, this is scheduled. So it, it, we're in real time right now, as we're recording, this is happening. We are supposed to be joined by Rio Hondo senior Gio Ortega, uh, the, uh, the all around athlete who, who does it all uh, is great impact on defense is kind of a big play guy on offense, whether it's catching passes or, uh, run it, running the ball as that third back out of the backfield. A lot of trickery. I mean, he's a punt returner, just big time plays from Gio Ortega the past few years for Rio Hondo Prep. So we're going to be joined uh, by him for a couple of minutes. And then at the end of the show, if if we can, we're going to bring back uh, Coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian. Just talk to him for 10 minutes or so, 15 maybe, about his team, how they're doing. They're 0-4, so they're not doing great. But uh, it was fun chatting with him. Uh, not only a few weeks ago in preparation for the week two game, but also uh, if you haven't heard him already, he had a great almost two hour podcast a few months back called the uh, heart of a lion. If you haven't heard it, uh, go check it out for sure. But anyway, that's the plan. I hopefully it all comes out smooth and it all works, but that is what we are scheduled to do here today and chatting uh, real Hondo prep football as we do on Mondays in uh, the high school football season, a couple housekeeping items. Um, you guys who are, Get Home Safe podcast fans, you know I have retired police officer Bill Barnes on uh, every Wednesday. Most Wednesdays, we'll say. Um, at least for now, we're not sure um, scheduling-wise if that's uh, going to continue as often anyway. Uh, Bill might also just need a break with some of the things he's, he's doing in, in private security and uh, his, uh, his life now. So there, there may be uh, a break 
we'll say from the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. Uh, he and I are still in uh, contract d- d- disputes. No, no, just kidding. Uh, there's no no contract. Uh, <laughs> indeed, he does it out of uh, friendship, and I enjoy doing it with him. But I'm not sure if he's going to be able to join us uh, this upcoming week. And uh, he and I just have to sit down and talk and, and figure it out. But uh, just a, a notice out there for fans that for now, it could just be Mondays and, and Fridays here at the Get Home Safe podcast, with Mondays being the Real Hondo Prep reaction show uh, from the, the uh, football game Friday, recapping it and kind of looking ahead to the upcoming week. So, uh, And then, of course, our Friday guests, uh, Friday episodes, I should say, a fun new guest every week. I've already recorded a few that I'm really excited about to put out for you guys. Just long form conversations about people's journey, maybe their jobs, maybe their you know their life, their life in general. So uh, more continue a continuation of that, I should say, here on the podcast. But as far as Wednesdays go, we may uh, we may be taking a break, uh, but I'll keep you guys posted. Keep keep an eye out on social media. And uh, I did actually see Bill last night, and we talked a little bit about that. So. Uh, I will keep you guys updated and posted. And if it if it ends up being a, a twice a week show uh, with maybe Bill coming around once a month or something, then uh, maybe we change it to Tuesdays and Fridays. But for now, Mondays and Fridays is what we'll keep doing uh, and hopefully have Bill Barnes on Wednesdays uh, here in the next week or so. But just keep your eyes peeled on our social media platforms uh, as always. And for those who don't know, I know some of you get tired of me, me hearing this. Or he, me, sorry, it's a rough morning. It's a little early. And uh, I stayed up very late last night watching that UCLA Fresno State game, which I'll get to in a second. But anyway, our social media platforms, guys, uh, if you can, we appreciate all the support. Give us a like, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, just greatly appreciate it. And of course, our email address, gethomesafepodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. And I also encourage you send in a voicemail, voice message. It says at the bottom of our episode notes, not on YouTube, but on the on the other uh, platforms, Apple, Google, and places of that nature. Uh, you can send in a voicemail, and of course, at anchor, anchor.com. Uh, but I will post that link after again, Real Hondo Games, where you can send in a voice message. You know, it could be anything. It could be saying, man, I love the offense tonight. Uh, the, the ground game was great. It could be uh, asking, hey, why does this play work? Or how it could be anything. Let's just talk Real Hondo football, much like callers after a, a game with uh, with USC uh, frustrations or, or joy, which I'll, I'll also get to regarding uh, USC here in a second. But uh, yeah, I just want to make this interactive if possible. I did get two great questions from two Real Hondo alums. Fred Monoblanco and Maynard Bajorquez that uh, had two great questions for head coach Mark Carson that I will get to with Mark here upcoming. So uh, those are just a few things that, uh, you know, really keeps this podcast going. I appreciate the comments on YouTube, appreciate the comments on all the the Facebook posts and Twitter uh, posts and things of that nature. So uh, yeah, if you haven't already, be sure to continue to be sure to check that out on, uh, on social media, get home safe podcast uh, is our handle or our, catchphrase hashtag i don't even know what, what it's called really but uh, on twitter it's get home safe pod so those are some uh, ways to follow the podcast and of course just support it and, and all that good stuff anyway uh i'm gonna probably do some more facebook live videos throughout the week not an official episode but just a, a reaction to really college football and the nfl uh in the middle of the week usually tuesday wednesday or thursday i don't know i'm just kind of feeling it out um, but, uh, I want to talk about USC and UCLA real quick. I'll even talk to Mark about this, but USC looked flat early, right? Uh, first half almost. And then, uh, 
Jack Jackson uh, Dart comes in and U, USC 45 unanswered points. I mean, good for them and their new interim coach uh, to get that win up in up in Washington State. I think USC has this habit of maybe having the wrong quarterback on the field. Remember when it happened with Sam Darnold a few years ago? How uh, he wasn't the the quarterback to start the season in his uh, great what was that junior season? Um, he was behind Max Brown, and that's no disrespect to Max Brown, but Darnold had a much better career. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying Keaton Slovis isn't a great quarterback, but what we saw from Jackson Dart yesterday uh, on Saturday is uh, was was really impressive. So uh, we'll see in going forward. The USC head coaching job, I talked about it on Friday with my guest, uh, Temple City alum, Desmond Reed. If you guys haven't heard that episode, be sure to check that out. A lot of fun talking USC football, but he he had some insight and some thoughts on the coaching uh, coaching changes. I, I'm thinking here, if it's Dante Williams, I believe, right? I don't want to mess up his name, but the, the interim coach for SC, if he goes 10 and 0 or 9 and 1, whatever, do they consider him? I, I don't know if fans would like that, but you also couldn't necessarily argue with the results. So, either whatever happens, I do know this USC fans are not going to be happy. And I'm one of them. I mean, I understand the fan base and how people are. But anyway, uh, and then you see, I don't want to be quick here cause I want to get to Mark Carson, but, and then UCLA, what a game that was last night. Look at, uh, SC fans are laughing at UCLA and, and people, you know, all the doubters who with UCLA, they're giving them a hard time this morning, but I, I said it, uh, last week, I think. And I said it, uh, I said, Fresno state, you don't mess around with those guys. They played Oregon tough. And I couldn't believe that, that this is the fourth straight year Fr- Fresno has been in UCLA. That's unbelievable. I, I don't know where I've been, but Fresno State's a real program, man. They always have been. They don't get the notoriety. They got guys who play with a chip on their shoulder. And um, uh, th- their quarterback uh, last night, Hayden, I was like blown away as so many people were. What a stud. A dude that just battled, was fighting an injury. And uh, man, Jake, Jake Hayner, excuse me, of Fresno State just balled out 450 yards or something, almost single-handedly won that game. Uh, after Fresno almost fumbled it and gave it right back to UCLA. Uh, the Bruins played, played hard. They, they tried to you know finish that out with a comeback win, taking the lead with 55 seconds, but then Fresno takes the lead with 15 seconds. Just an unbelievable football game. And I stayed up kind of with one eye open, knowing I had to get up early uh, today for the podcast. So uh, crazy, crazy uh, football times here in Southern California. And, uh, you know, people ask me, I got the question again this week, what's with you in high school football? Why why are you caring so much about all this? And I'm like, well, you know, people, people can talk SC or UCLA football and there's Rams football and, uh, you know, whatever Raiders, whatever your team is, but you know, there's not a place to talk Rondo football. So why not here? Why not? Why why not us? Why can't we do that? So, uh, that's what we're going to continue to do here. At least, uh, Again, during the high school football season, because it's my show, I could talk about what I want to talk about. And it's a good opportunity for the, the kids to get some some publicity and to promote the program. And a lot of people out there, a lot of Real Hondo fans um, from the past who I think it's a good opportunity, a good way to keep them involved and keep them uh, intrigued. Because uh, it's it's easy to, you know, be dis- discouraged by other other teams in your life. But if you go back to your roots, go back to uh, where it all began, kind of. Uh, you know, that hometown feel, I think, I think it's something to run with. So we're going to keep doing it. Anyway, I've chatted long enough. Let's bring on head football coach, Mark Carson. And then hopefully after that, uh, Rio Hondo senior Gio Ortega and to 
finish out the show, show head coach of Linfield Christian, Linfield Christian, Deshaun Burns. So uh, that's the plan. Let's get right to it and bring on once again, head football coach, Mark Carson for Rena Hondo prep to discuss uh, the week four win over Temple city high school. Okay. I'm joined once again by head football coach, Mark Carson coming off, coming off a uh, big victory over Temple city high 55 to 14 to improve to four and oh good morning mark how you feeling this weekend uh good morning matt feeling great um always feeling good after a w but you know extra good usc looked good yesterday you know this things are rolling uh had a fun birthday party with uh, my daughter and her friends here yesterday so it's been, it's been a great weekend so far wow you can't do better than that now i gotta ask you do the donuts taste better on sunday after a victory on friday or do they always taste good <laughs> um Rose's Donuts never disappoints, but um, yeah, everything's better after a W, though, for sure. Gotcha. We'll have to make them an official sponsor here of the podcast upcoming. Uh, <laughs> I know Sunday morning, you got to get those donuts for the kids. You sent me a picture of that cronut you talked about. That looked that looked heavenly, man. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It was, they, they don't they don't mess around over there. It's Start good. starting Sundays off right. Well, well, Marco, what are your initial thoughts on on the the victory from from Friday night? A lot of points. Uh, good all around effort, I thought, by the boys. Yeah, a lot of different guys got in on the action as far as scoring goes. Had a defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown. Um, guy like Trevor Scott scored his first ever touchdown in his football career on a long pass play, which was awesome. Uh, speaking of Trevor, our special teams were a lot cleaner uh, this week. Um, at least our, our PAT, that's really um, something we focused on during the week and cleaned that up. And so um, happy to see that. Happy to see that improvement. Um Ryan McCullough was, was just dominant um, up front. They, they had no answer for him. And um, it was good to see a team, a spread team, because we think um, our league is pretty much all spread. And so um, good to see a spread team and uh, work on work on our, our not only our blitz packages, but our, um, our coverages behind those blitzes and, and how those all supposed to work together. And so um, – that was good. Still got some stuff to work on, but um, no injuries. Uh, fun night at Care Park. Um, it was KYL night, so I had a ton of kids out there, and uh, they had a good time uh, running around the park. I think most of the time, but we did a we did a halftime competition for them and um, great concessions. It was just a it was just a fun night all around. Awesome to hear. I think Rio does a better job than anybody uh, really in promoting the youth uh, to come out and watch. I mean, kids wearing their jerseys, getting in free. I mean, that's got to be extra special for uh, you and, and your team, Mark, to, to put on a show for the kids because most of the Real Hondo Prep uh, players were those kids uh, just a few years ago. Exactly. And uh, just trying to continue the tradition and, and build um, like we do from within. Um, and a lot of our guys, you know, they're assistant coaches in the care program. And so uh, I think they feel uh, special when they're the kids they coach come and watch them play. Um, and a lot of them took pictures after the game and stuff. And, and it was cool. It was cool. Very awesome. Yeah, we all have memories of uh, getting wristbands from our favorite players as kids. And then you as a player, you know, the kids are looking up to you. It, it really is uh, something special there at Rio. You mentioned Trevor Scott, his first uh, touchdown ever. I didn't know that. That's all I saw had the touchdown there. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's cool. I don't, you don't hear his name too often on, on the touchdown end of things. But you also ha you mentioned the defensive touchdown. The, the big man, Paul Paul Alina, is that how you say his name? Alina, yeah, Alina. Paul. I couldn't be happy for him. Paul's one of our one of our four team captains and uh, just worked super hard. Um, 
and, um, you know, kind of preparing for this season and he's having a great season. And so for a big guy who plays O-line um, and D-line, you know, never, not going to get his name called a lot, but for a big guy like that to scoop and score, uh, it's fun for him when he was hyped and uh, well-deserved and, and we were happy for him. Yeah. I love, I love the big man getting the touchdowns bark. There's nothing better in football really than, than the big man getting the, getting the touchdown, yep. jumping on Rumbling. the ball. Rumbling, stumbling. Yeah. 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 All that, all that, the uh, unnoticed, uh, unrecognized work pays off, you know, so good for him. Uh, it was cool to see again, the, if you get a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown, you generally are going to be in pretty good shape. You mentioned McCullough four sacks on the night, just couldn't be blocked. Uh, what I was impressed with Mark was you kicked off a lot, uh, because you scored a lot I thought the tackling and the kickoff coverage really was outstanding. Yeah, we, it was a special focus this week. Like, like, uh, I said about the, not only the PA team, but the special teams in general were focused and, uh, worked on some, um, some trick stuff that we'll, we'll unveil as, as needed. And, um, so sure. did, did, a, did a good, good kind of chunk of time on special teams. And, um, yeah, you like to, it's good for the guys to see, you know, um, the payoff when, when they execute on the field. Oh yeah. It's way more fun to execute than to not. And there was a, a kickoff uh, in particular. It seemed like it was still semi early in the game and it's, it seemed like it got the team because uh, it happened right in front of the sideline. I think it was Aaron size made an absolute great textbook tackle on a kickoff. It really seemed like it fired up the guys right in front of the bench there. Yeah. And if you watch that, he got, um, he got popped and, and got knocked down and then um, you know, we don't want anyone to stay down. So we're yelling on the side, like, get up, get up, Aaron, get up. And um, he gets up and then to go see him. So then that kind of draws everyone eye to him. And then you're watching him. And then he goes, gets the tackle. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. So everyone fired up for him. Oh man. Relentless effort. I mean, anybody could see the big touchdown plays, right? All the, the guys running around, but it's, it's these little things that I like to see and point out because that's what football's about. We live in this fantasy football age where it's all about, you know, putting up big numbers. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> You know what I mean? I want to see the fourth and one stop. I want to see the extra effort on a, on a kickoff or something. So, and then the big man jumping on the ball. So uh, really good stuff. Um, I mentioned the, uh, the special teams touchdown punt return, Gio Ortega, 60 yards. Um, A great play from him. Nothing, nothing new there. That's what he does. Uh, He's going to be joining us here in about 30 minutes or so. When I'm done with you, the first uh, player on the show this season, one of uh, your great seniors. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what Gio has to say great young man a uh, great football player but um even a better person and so i think you'll uh enjoy that i think the listeners enjoy that great family um and uh it, it'll be good i think cool um, he's got to pull something out of him he's kind of a quiet guy but you could pull something out of him and uh yeah get him talking he'll be good oh that's that's uh crazy to to hear that guys of that caliber uh an athlete really are, are just kind of quiet cool cool calm Calm, cool, collected type of guy. That's cool. The humble guy sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want something to fun, fun to bring up, ask him about the couch. The couch. The, okay. the couch in the locker room. Yeah, he kind of. Okay, we're gonna write that down. Coach Carson <laughs> says couch, whatever that means. Uh, that's that's funny stuff. So, um, no, I'm gonna ask we'll him. him and we'll put him under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Today uh, we're recording Sunday morning, of course, and uh, today is the real Hondo. Uh, prep inaugural is that correct Who, who's the uh, incoming president uh yes you're correct down at Knott's Berry Farm so uh the hotel is the uh, location for the inaugural and then uh, the kids get to spend the rest of the day at the park 
So we're looking forward to that. And the president is none other than our QB, Damian Diaz. My man, my man. Yeah. I love it. Senior yeah. quarterback president. I can relate to this. I love yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not Berry Farm to those uh, kids listening out there, that was that was probably my favorite of the inaugurals. I think we did one. Maybe it was something else, but no, I think it was, yeah, that was a fun time uh, partying yeah. there at the park. So uh, yeah, kids will have fun today. Just enough fun. Science camp is tomorrow, of course, or Monday. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh, Mark, I got a couple questions for you from some alum, uh, if that's Mark okay. Yeah. Um, uh, our first question coming from uh, West Point graduate, Maynard Bohorka is a very loyal listener to the program from the class of 2004. A uh, great teammate of mine, uh, a Tiger. I believe you play, or he played for you as a uh, Tiger mm-hmm. in Kerry Lake. And Maynard, a father of one. They're expecting an, a, a new, uh, another child in January. So congrats to Maynard and his wife. But anyway, here's what Maynard had to say. Uh, several questions for Coach Carson. Who are your assistants? What are their roles? And how are you developing them so they can continue to shape the young men and be a positive influence? Great question from our West Point grad, Maynard. Great question. Now, is it, now is it uh, General Bohorquez now? Or, uh, <laughs> he's, he's working up working up the ranks, man. Captain, yeah. I believe. Captain, yeah. Um, uh, great question, Maynard. Good to hear from you. Hope all is well. Um, so I, I, it's funny, that question, you think of the, our assistants and, and – um, I probably have the largest coaching staff on the planet because I think of our assistants. I go all the way down to the kit, the coach, coaching uh, seven or eight year olds in care, and um, all the way up through the guys who are actually on the sideline with us on Friday nights. Um, so you add all that up, there's probably 40 or 50 assistants who really help build what we have at Rohana Prep. Um, but I know your question was probably pertaining to the coaches on the sideline on Friday. And so I'll start with those guys. Um, and they're awesome. Uh, um, my only criteria for being an assistant is, is you got to be smarter than me. And so um, as long as you're smarter than me, you can be an assistant on our, on our staff. And so um, I start with our OC, uh, Randy Johnson, who's um, to me, you know, an offensive genius mastermind. And um the fact I, I think Randy could get any group of guys um, and he could move the ball and score points. And um, now, depending on how good those guys are, will be how much we move the ball and how many points we score. But, but um, you know, our number one thing is it's all about the ball. And so he's a, he does a great job, number one, preaching ball security and taking care of the ball. And then our style lends to that. Uh, we're a running team, run first team, which, which promotes ball security. And then, um, that of course, if it's going well, sets up our play action pass, which is which is kind of our bread and butter for big plays. And so he does that, uh, runs offense exactly how we want to run it, and um, gets guys in space. Um, the execution of the blocking scheme, all that uh, falls on him, and and he's just tremendous. So um, got got Randy, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, really helping him the most with offensive line is is Dave Drain. Um, who was a all-state uh, lineman in his own right back in the day and uh, part of the Drain family, right, coaching tree. So, um, you know, I feel I always feel security blanket when I got a drain on the sideline. So, um, and uh, we got Dave, and then we also have um, his brother, Ed, who's a, a defensive assistant, and he does um, – he coaches inside linebackers, and he also um, signals in our defense – 
Um, JT Parker coaches outside linebacker, our hybrid overhang players, um, also coaches receivers um, and helps with defense. And then you have AJ Corsini, our hype man, who uh, does D-line. Um, is also our JV head coach. And um, this does a great all-around job. Haven't seen him as much because of the, the fires um, raging in California, but Jason Wiley uh, will help us with DBs. Um, will Tarico, um, just a super bright guy. Uh, he's a great coach, and um, he comes out on Friday nights and uh, is another offensive assistant. He's our spotter up in the booth and um, does a great job working with Randy and Dave on the offense, um, setting up stuff and, and game plan in that way. Um, and then this year we had, uh, in addition to those coaches, um, uh, a coach from Kazakhstan. Um, his name is Arman Abakurov. And um, he inter he's interning with us for two months. Uh, he was connected uh, to us by Rocky Seto, um, who met him at a pastor's conference, of all things. And he asked if he knew anyone of um, they were at this conference and Armand asked if there's anyone here who knows about football and, and someone connected him with Rocky and then they became friends over the last year or two. And um, he wanted to come out and intern somewhere and, and to learn the game. He, he plays and coaches football in, in Kazakhstan. Um, and uh, Rocky connected him with us and it worked out. And so it's been great. And um, yeah, so that, that's been really fun. So that, that kind of rounds out our staff, but, but our staff is, is, is an awesome staff and it's really the byproduct of the care program and all the great coaching they get growing up. Wow. Lots to unpack there. That is awesome. Uh, Kazakhstan. I didn't, I didn't know you guys had someone on the staff. I didn't expect <laughs> to hear that. That's outstanding, man. Uh, yeah. the other thing that jumps out off the page really is kind of the youth, the, the, the young ages yeah. of, of the staff, except for you and Randy. I mean, it really has been these past couple of years, a new era of RHP football um, after the great traditions of uh, Randall Johnson and, you know, Mr. Kendrain, of course, as you mentioned. So uh, you got a lot of coaches for a kind of a small roster. It's kind of, uh, it, it's kind of nice. Uh, the ratio player to coach uh, ratio there is pretty good. Yeah. Now nothing falls through the cracks. So, so, you know, we're gonna, yeah. And um, those young guys are great. And, and you know, I think people, uh, our, our older staff might've thought of me as, hey, you still got your you're the young guy, Mark. I'm no, no, I'm not really the young guy anymore. I was 15, 20 years ago. And so we made a concerted effort to get young guys in. And, and not only are they great coaches, but um, they just connect really well with the guys, you know, and so, and so on, on, a, on, on different levels, you know, not just football. And so um, I think it's important to have young guys on your staff to, to kind of keep that. And uh, the players appreciate that. So, so it's important. And I, I always find it impressive. All those coaches down there, they, they were able to coach and referee at the same time. I mean, it's phenomenal work by, by the coaches there on the sideline, uh, giving out their opinions quite loudly. Yes. I'm talking to you drains, both of you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my two cents. Uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Yeah. Now, are you, are you kind of the Nick Saban approach where, uh, you, you see Nick Saban, he's always yelling at, at assistant coaches. He, if the players mess up, he's mad at his assistant coaches. I mean, I know you get after kids too, but do you hold the, the coaches maybe to higher standards than you do the players? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They, they got to be accountable to those guys. And I'm going to, yeah, get, you know, maybe not yell at them, but give them a, give them a desk there first. Like, what was that? Or like, you know, they look <laughs> like, and, and, 
or say something over the headset. But yeah, they're definitely um, responsible and, and, and they're the ones who are uh, going to get the ire of the coach first. So, and then, but then we'll, we'll give it to the players if they need to hear it too. Take, take real quick, if you can take, take the listeners uh, into that headset, because I'm trying to like simulate this for people. You got all these headsets. I mean, obviously everyone has a mic there. And so you can hear everybody. It's just gotta be chaos in there. Or is there kind of a, uh, an organized way that you are about, Hey, no one talk or I talk, or I don't know. How, how does that all break down? Is there an on off switch? What is that? How's that work? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only two headsets, the one in the uh, booth and mine that can hear both sides of the ball. So otherwise they're divided offense, defense. Oh and, yeah. And so the offensive coaches can talk to each other. Um, and the defensive coaches can talk to each other, but I can talk to both. Gotcha. So that's kind of, yeah. As, yeah. as can Will Tarico up in the, up in the booth. Oh uh, yeah. I've, I've heard you, you've uh, blown out some eardrums really with some of your uh, antics before you're screaming constantly, but uh, Hey, that's very, very cool. Uh, glad to hear real Hondo band. You got Kazakhstan, you got a fireman. I mean uh, very wide range of guys there. That's, that's outstanding. They're very passionate. Yeah. I love watching them work. They, uh, they, they care about the kids and care about real Hondo football. So uh, yeah. question number two, Mark, and, and, two, yeah. and back to question one, all good coaches surround themselves with great assistant coaches that's just at all levels that's how it works right right uh yeah you're only as good as your assistant coaches so (laughs) okay another question from a a real hondo alum fred monteblanco from the class of 2005 greatly appreciate both these guys writing in i tried to encourage voicemails and emails but just got two but hey we'll we'll go from here Uh, quick question from fred after watching the game on friday night he said question for coach carson does it worry you that your team might get complacent early on with all the success you guys have had early on in this season? Um, short answer. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but um, we like to think with our style of preparation um, that it doesn't matter. So, so we don't prepare any different for Temple city than we will or did for Polly or will for Campbell hall or, you know, it's the same. And so um, we're not like, all right, guys, now we really got to focus and practice this week. You know, we're not like that. It's, it's, we're just doing the same thing we always do. And um, um, the opponent might just be a little better or whatever, the worst of the prayer week, it doesn't matter. And so I think just keeping that consistency and um, obviously our preparation outside of practice, as far as detail and, and the amount of film you watch on a team might increase with the level of opponent, I'm not going to lie and say that's, that's different. You know, you can watch someone and after five minutes, you say, all right, we don't need to watch much more of this film. And, and, but someone else, it might be a lot longer. And so, uh, but as far as the practice goes, it's all going to be the same. And so um, to us, you know, it's, it's a faceless opponent and, and we're just getting ready for the, to do our thing against whoever steps on the field against us. And um, that's our mindset. Um, that being said though, it's, it's, um, you know, the league games, which are the games we have to win. You know, we could be 0-4 right now and still in position to playoffs if we, if we you know, win our three league games. Um, those are coming up, and those will be our toughest games. And um, you would like to have had a little adversity before that, mm-hmm. I think, to, to um, kind of wake the guys up or, or make sure the guys are sharp. Um, not that being confident isn't good. You know, we, we like being confident. I think that's important uh, going into games, but you also want to know that you're not um, unbeatable 
you know, and that, that we got to play well. And so even, even like last week's game where the special teams were bad and, and I think that kind of woke us up there and, and you always have stuff you could point out and, and, you know, we'll make the point, Hey guys, even though we scored on this player, picked up a good gain, um, it wasn't blocked cleanly. Like we didn't hit everyone exactly right. Or, or, Hey, we stopped them three and out, but, but, um, you know, it should have been, you know, they should have got six yards instead of nine or whatever, you know, just we'll, we'll find little things like that to work on. Yeah. 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 We do worry about it because, because, uh, the games we have to win are coming up and, and they're going to be tough. So. Yeah. What would be a good way? I mean, the enemy of complacency is uh, consistency maybe. And just that you can combat complacency with being consistent, not just going through the motions, but keeping it the same at all times, no matter who you're playing. Very, very well said, Mark. Uh, yeah. You worry about it too, especially when you've, you guys have outscored your opponents. I mean, whatever, 200, to, <laughs> you know, just it, yeah. it's so lopsided that uh, yeah, I think challenges are good, but, but, health is important too. Um, you guys have a kind of some adversity this week in the sense that you have science camp, uh, you have science camp, meaning practice really isn't going to happen like it normally does. So are you concerned at all about, uh, really not having much practice this week and then playing uh, Linfield Christian on Saturday? Take what, what are your thoughts on that whole thing this week? Yeah, now, so there was a change. So our, our lower classmen, freshmen, sophomores are going to Arizona still, but the, um, Angeles National Forest, because of the fire danger, isn't letting us go to camp. And okay. so uh, and so our upperclassmen will be on campus. Um, but that being said, we only have 13 upperclassmen or 14 um, who play football. So it's not like we can have a, a you know, those lower classmen who have done awesome um, are, are pretty much our, our, our scout teams. And so um, as far as any kind of preparation that way we're going to be able to run scout you know we're only going to have 14 guys and so um preparate this week we're still probably going to give up give their bodies kind of at the halfway point uh, a week off of hitting um but uh we'll be in the weight room we'll watch film um and we'll go out and uh still game plan and prep for um uh for linfield just without our lower classmen so it'll be a modified practice week probably practice a little shorter and, um, yeah, but it is tough because the, the lower class are going to get off that bus from Arizona Friday night and then wake up the next morning and uh, got to travel out to Temecula for a game. And so really getting that continuity together, um, you know, it's, it does scare us a little bit. Uh, the fact that it could be um, tough from a continuity standpoint and just our normal rhythm of a game. But um, this was the game, if you remember, that got canceled um, back in week two. And uh, we still wanted to play it. So, so we, we, we decided to take the game regardless. And so we're going for it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah like, you said, like you said, adversity and give us a little adversity. Give us something we got to work through. Yeah, absolutely. The extra day helps, I'm sure. Um, yes. But uh, it is nice that you will be getting some practice in here. That's uh, good to hear. Uh, as far as Linfield Christian goes, you know, this surprises me. I think they schedule some tougher opponents probably, but they are struggling. I'm hopefully going to talk to Coach Burns today um, about the, the upcoming game. But they're 0-4, have really only had one close game, and that was their opener. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Linfield? I don't know if you've seen the film on them yet, or or I guess you guys did a few weeks ago. But uh, you're finally playing them. I mean, what are your thoughts about the Lions? Yeah, uh, well, well-coached team and great program. So um, we're not taking them lightly for sure. And, and 
it is the, uh, the sit-out period has ended, and um, it being week five. And so um, I'm not sure if they do, but if they do have transfers, those guys will be eligible. And it would not surprise me if Coach Burns has uh, shored up his roster a little bit and has some um, some maybe new guys that will step on the field Friday or Saturday. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, looking forward to a tough game. And um, you had to travel and all that into it. it it's it's going to be tough uh, regardless of you know, what kind of team they put on the field. But we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Again, uh, playing uh, Landon Goodwell's old coach from college. Uh, it'll be fun to – we've talked about this game and it, it, a lot and just the matchup. And it's going to be nice to – finally play this thing out you and coach Burns it's not about you guys it's about your players but but still you guys have somewhat of a relationship right just from uh, the connection with Landon right yeah yeah and I've uh, I've met him at a coaching clinic before and, and talked and yeah and, and we're the ones who kind of found each other um, to set up this game and so yeah it's cool and it's it's a two-year contract so they'll come to us next year oh. and uh, yeah so we're looking forward to it Mark, real quick, is, is that generally how scheduling works for you guys uh, outside a league? Is it generally a two-year thing? Is it a one-year thing? How does that work? just depends on what the other schools are looking for. Sometimes it's just a one-year, sometimes it's, it's a two-year. just depends. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Well, well, uh, I want to talk because I think it's relatable to uh, – to uh, uh, your program um, and, and kind of what happened this weekend. I mean, these are some games in college football that jumped out to me. Uh, San Diego State beats Utah. Northern Arizona beats Arizona. BYU beats Arizona State. And the big one last night, Fresno State beats UCLA. Tough weekend for the Pac-12. But uh, I'm telling you, you sleep on these mid-majors, especially the, the teams out here on the on the West Coast, the Mountain West and, and such. Uh, a lot of David slaying Goliath, and I know that's something that kind of Rio prides itself on. So, yeah. uh, I mean, what did you mention? Was it, the, is that the junior high team or the JV team you posted was like beating some of these bigger schools like Oaks Christian and Chaminade? Yeah. So that's our junior high team. Um, wow. Yeah. Junior high team, which is, it has a great, great group coming up and going to be exciting to watch RHP fans. Um, yeah, they, they're in a new league, the same league we're in for, for varsity football. Um, they have a league, the Delphic, they call it the Delphic league, which includes Brentwood, Camel Hall viewpoint. And then, Shamanad, Oaks Christian, Harvard Westlake are also in the league. And yeah, they beat Oaks Christian week one, beat um, Shamanad or Village Christian last week, and then Shamanad yesterday. And so, um, yeah, it's really cool, really exciting to see that. Yeah. Man, man, uh, the future is now. Yeah. I gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're fired up about that group coming up. But um, yeah. That is outstanding. Well, and then, and then uh, I mean, I know you're a big college football fan. I mean, some, oh, yeah. the, some of the scores I rattled off. I mean, and crazy, right? I mean, I mean, uh, Pac-12 took one on the chin from the Mountain West yesterday. Um, I mean, that's that's that is crazy, but you know, good football is going to win out, and it does, I don't think they look at your conference alignment and care, you know. Um, and so, if you're if you're playing good football, which Fresno State seems like they got that that Fresno State state uh kind of swag back and and um you challenge they're not going to back down physically you know and so um man that was a great game and then yeah BYU is always you know playing with their 25 and 26 year old men um <laughs> you know they're always they're always going to be a, a challenge playing against 18 year olds you know you got essentially yeah. you know age players playing against 18 19 year olds and um who was the other one 
The, who was it? Well, uh, Northern, Arizona, Northern Arizona Division One Double A. Yeah, that, Arizona. Yeah, I mean that's that's rough for Arizona, man. That's that's pretty inexcusable. But um, great win for those programs. And yeah, you know what? It's it's uh, labels and, and all that. Your conference aff- affiliation. Once you get in between the lines, that goes out the window. Nobody oh yeah. And so it's like football, man. Let's play football. it. Yeah, let's go. Let's so. play it out. I mean, no, Northern Arizona, the Lumberjacks, baby. We got a house up there, or my dad does, and uh, yeah. so beautiful always intrigued. And beautiful yeah. up there. Brian Hunter, one of your former players. Didn't Brian Hunter play at Northern yeah, Arizona? I think, yeah. 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 NAU, yep, yep. Good, good win for the Lumberjacks. And then, uh, yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, playing in between the lines. Game, I stayed up all night watching that game. I, I was dozing off. I was like, I got an interview with Coach Carson in the morning, but I had to watch the, the Bulldogs. Never sleep on Fresno State, man. They are a real program. Anytime, anywhere. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very real Hondo prep-ish. So, uh uh, outstanding Mark. Well, I will, uh, let you get off to your, your dad duties for Sunday morning. Um, sounded like, uh, they're getting a little restless there. They're ready for some donuts. So, <laughs> you heard him in the background. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta get yeah. on that road, man. But four and zero. uh, teams looks great. Um, nice beating a, a local team, local public school soundly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah that, that's always cool. That's always cool. And it, it, I think it helps establish us in the area as, you know, a, uh, you know, one of the few big time programs in, in the area. And that's what we want to be, you know? Yeah. You, you know. keep getting the, some good publicity from two ten sports and uh, yeah. One of the only undefeated teams in the area. And that's what I say. I say, bring on, you guys may be in a, in a high division for the playoffs and might have to end up playing some of these bigger schools. So hope you guys are ready for the challenge. Uh, we're looking forward to it and our, you know um, it's really out of our hands. So it's, yeah. we just, it is what it is. And um, we'll, we'll see. We're not going to, we're still waiting and see right now. Uh, Dave Drain, he, he always games it out and he figures out who we're playing. He, he's figured out the system. And yeah, we'd be division six if it started um, this week. And so out of 14, so, out of 14, yeah, six, out of 14. And yeah. And uh, I think he said, yeah, our opening opponent would probably have been La Habra, who was division two last year. Oh boy. La Habra's a very good program. Indeed. And so we'll see. They, they keep telling, or they tell us, that it's supposed to all shake out and it all makes sense at the end. But right now we're kind of eyebrows raised. We're like, really? Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But it is what it is. There's nothing we could do. No, no, you play the, play the team in front of you. So uh, that should be fun. And, and in closing Mark, uh, your thought, I had Desmond Reed on Friday, fun podcast talking USC football, yeah, yeah. USC fired uh, Clay Helton. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And, and your beloved Trojans. Yeah. Well, um, from everyone you hear, I don't know, but everyone you hear, Clay Helton was just a great guy, great human being, but just kind of in over his head. And um, and so I think it was time, you know, or actually long overdue. Yeah. And <laughs> beating Wazoo isn't, isn't necessarily, you know, a major feather in your cap, but the way they did it, you know, um, 45 unanswered points, that's impressive against anybody. And I tell you, I like I like Braveheart, man, that new, that freshman QB. I don't know if you saw him, but – uh he had face paint on like on one side of his face and uh, he looked a gamer dude. And it's like to run the offense they run. I think you need, you need a mobile quarterback like that. And yeah. uh, so it's going to be exciting to see. I'm still not, you know, Oh, we're going undefeated the rest of the way type thing, but uh, yeah. Yeah. At least, well, at least, yeah. At least they came out and, and represented a little bit. Oh man. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk some more USC football here throughout uh, the season briefly. It's, Maybe the coaching uh, rumors heat up too, but uh, yeah. Mark, have a good week. I know the kid, the inaugural today, uh, incoming president, 
Uh, Damian Diaz, uh, congrats yeah. to him, uh, the senior quarterback. And um, one other thing. Oh, by having your dad, your dad's going to be the uh, the guest this Friday. A little hard to hear through the audio, but uh, hopefully you, you enjoy that episode this Friday. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Yes, indeed. Sure. All right, Mark. All right. Thanks, Matt. You take care. Talk to you soon. Good luck this week. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Always great chatting with head coach Mark Carson. A lot of fun discussing the game from last week, the victory over Temple City High School, 55-14. to 14. The Cares improved to 4-0 and oh on the young season. It's moving right along here as we're getting into uh, late September, early October. The weather's changing, and, uh, man, it's just a, it's good to be talking high school football here on the Get Home Safe podcast. So what we're going to do now, we're going to be joined by Real Hondo Prep senior, Gio Ortega had a 60 yard punt return for a touchdown this last Friday It's kind of a big play guy. Every time he touches the ball, it seems like he's going to score very active on defense. And of course, in special teams, as I just mentioned. So uh, let's get right to him and bring on real hondo senior from the class of 2022 Gio Ortega. Okay, I'm joined by Real Hondo Prep senior, Gio Ortega, wide receiver and strong safety for the Cares. Has had a great season this year, uh, great success on the field uh, in, in previous years as well. Gio Ortega, welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast. Hey, Matt. How are things, man? Gio, uh, you guys uh, off to a good start, 4-0. How are you guys feeling uh, uh, with the uh, at the start of the season here being uh, – you know, the games have been lopsided, but how are you guys feeling right now? Uh, we're feeling we're feeling pretty good, uh, you know, feeling very, very strong, but always could get better. Good to hear it, man. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. Coach Carson will be happy to hear that. Yeah, you guys, you guys don't get a whole lot of media interaction here, right? So this is good to say all those cliches that you hear all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guys in NFL and college. But, no, it's good to talk with you, Gio. I've uh, been a fan of yours watching uh it seems like watching you play every it seems like every time you touch the ball man you're you're gonna you know break a break a long gain um you play wide receiver on offense so you get passes thrown to you but you also get a lot of carries with that real hondo offense it's kind of odd i mean how do you like your role in the rio offense being kind of that that third option or that third running back but kind of the a pass threat as well uh yeah it's pretty cool i mean Coach Johnson puts a lot of plays in there for like all of us. And with all the motion and stuff, the misdirection, it's, it's cool to get the ball sometimes and run it. And yeah, I mean, he's a great offensive coach. Well, a couple of things that impressed me about you, Gio, is, uh, is the little things. And, and I think you know that all these things matter, but, you know, having two hands on the ball as you're about to get tackled, approaching uh, the goal line. Uh, I, I noticed that against Verdugo Hills. Uh, uh, I also noticed, you know, when other guys are scoring, you're one of the first guys down the field running with them, celebrating. So it, it, you're, you seem like a very humble guy. I've never met you before, but just uh, I can tell a lot from from your performance on the field. So uh, what does it feel like to kind of run down the field and, and what gets you so excited about your teammates scoring, not just you scoring, but but your teammates with big plays? I mean, just seeing them, I mean, seeing the team really succeed and just having fun with it, having having fun with the game, everything about it, all the hard work we put into, I feel like it pays off. And it doesn't matter, like, one or two guys scoring, but everyone. For example, like, Paul Lena scored this past week. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. I love that. Big man. The big man touchdown. You got to love those yeah. guys. Work hard for, for you running backs and wide receivers. It's good to see them get some love. 
<laughs> okay, real quick, you got to settle a, a debate here. I don't know how often this takes place, but who's faster, you or Jonathan Guerrero? Oh, I can't do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, we're pretty fast. We're, we're pretty. We're both pretty fast. I just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no worries. We gotta maybe have a race at the end of the season after uh you know all the season is a uh, worn on us and stuff uh anyway geo you had a great uh punt return for a touchdown against temple city 60 yard uh return for a touchdown um take me through that play i mean it, it seems like uh you're faster than all those guys out there but i mean you had some great teammates leading leading some blocks boy what do you remember about the punt return on friday night oh yeah the scheme uh coach drain has Done for us this past year has been really good. So, I mean, the blocking was on point. Uh, the guys kind of told me on the sideline to just, like, fair catch it or just leave the ball so we could kind of drive down the field. But, I mean, I was standing right in the middle. The ball came right to me. So, I just picked it up and started running. And, like I said, the scheme Coach Drain has made for us this past year has been really good. So, you know, yeah. No, those special teams after, you know, last week was a little rough. This week, you guys got on point for sure. You made the right decision on that play and a big explosive play for, for you. I mean, uh, do you do you honestly feel that, Gio, that every time you touch the, fall, the ball, do you feel like you could score every time you touch it? Is that kind of your mentality every time you touch the ball? Uh. Yeah, I mean, why not score? But also, <laughs> it depends on the, depends the situation, you know, third and short or any situation I'm kind of looking at that too or whatever little yard I could get and I'll try to get it too outstanding well said uh that's a good mentality to have we love the big plays but sometimes the, the smart plays are, are are more important uh so uh Gio uh you guys are 4-0 you guys look great um I think I speak for a lot of alumni when I say you know, this is a time to not really get complacent, but to keep working hard. The, your, your, your toughest opponent is the next one in front of you. And so uh, you guys have had great success, but are you guys, you know, ready for the upcoming challenges to not just kind of go through the motions, but continue to uh, work hard every day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the coaches have been honest about that for the past weeks, you know, blowing teams out or getting big leads. In practice, I feel like, uh, like they're still pushing us more and more every day with running, with uh, the mental aspect of it and getting more stuff inside the playbook and all that. So it's good. I mean, that's a big, that's a big like point to make with the team, especially how it's going right now. Oh, definitely. And uh, you know, Gio, everyone plays kind of both ways at Rio, but uh, you know, I've always liked defense more. You get to hit people, you get to try to stop people and stuff. I mean, you're a big play guy on offense. What's more fun for you? Be honest. Is it fun for you to play defense or offense, or is it kind of right in the middle? Uh, I'll say maybe 60, 40 offense side, but okay. I like defense a lot, especially with playing bandit, you get to rob the positions and it's really fun. Coach gives us a lot of, you know, free, a lot of free time to do stuff. Now that it seems like uh, with coach Carson's defense, yeah, he's very much about, you know, being active with guys as far as looking like you're going to blitz backing up, you know, into coverage. I mean, it seems like uh, there's a lot going on there and I think it fits the personnel of you guys very, very uh, well. Uh, Gio, you got a great senior class, great group of guys. I'm sure junior, the juniors and sophomores are awesome too, but just talk with me a little bit about 
your your teammates, your senior group of guys, uh, uh, Guerrero, uh, Diaz, uh, you know, just Elena. I mean, these guys. Uh, tell us about the audience, uh, about some of the the seniors, and maybe some of the senior leadership of this team. Oh, the senior leadership is crazy this year. I mean, like you said, we got a lot of guys, and it's nice to have a lot of guys because not everyone, you know, um, gets the spotlight or whatever. But mm. to us, it doesn't matter. Like JG, JG, Damian, Paul, we all feel like the team is great this year and we're just pushing more and more. And Paul, Paul's like been, I'll say the top captain right now. Cause I mean, to be a captain, you have to serve first and he's really been that guy. Yeah. Um, that that's very well said. I mean, captain leadership. Yeah. You, it's something I think Rio trains kids in uh, from an early age that if, if you do want to be a leader, you, you got to be a servant, you got to give to others and, and be there, uh, be there for everybody. I mean, you, your roster, as I mentioned, is it's, it's spread out, but I think some years there's not as many seniors this year, you guys have quite a few seniors and I'll try to see if I can list them all here. Uh, Calvin Johnson, Damian Diaz, Jonathan Guerrero, uh, scrolling down G Ortega yourself, uh, Vincent Lynn, a uh, few more here, Trevor Scott, who's been great in the kicking game and had a nice touchdown himself Friday night. That was impressive, yeah, huh? Super nice. Oh man. Uh, Jaden Sanchez. Uh, I, I love watching him play. He's my, my kind of player just in the, in the middle, just, you know, tearing things up. Uh, Ray Montez, similar, similar guy, uh, Joaquin Aguilar, uh, Paul Elena, Royal Young, Jason. He, I mean, this whole roster pretty much is seniors and I know everyone contributes in their own way, but I think that has a lot to do a lot of why you guys have been successful is because you guys have so many seniors on this team. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then as seniors, I feel like everyone talks about brotherhood, but with us, like we go out like all the time and just do stuff and hang out like outside of football, talk about whatever. It's always a good time with those guys. Well, I, you know this, man, but it goes quick. And, and we all think back to our, our senior year specifically, I think, in high school. And just you, you, you can't wait for three years to get to, to that senior year. Then you finally get there and it's over in the blink of an eye. So uh, enjoy the ride while you can. You, you guys, a uh, uh, fun day today, uh, Sunday. You guys got the inaugural. Uh, and I heard from Coach Carson that the quarterback, senior quarterback Damian Diaz is going to be the, uh, the president today. So uh, you guys excited? Yeah. Where's the inaugural going to be? Uh, it's going to be at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel, I think. And then we're just going straight Knott's Berry Farm after that. Man, that sounds like a blast. We did that one year, too, and it was probably the most fun of the inaugurals we had. What's the theme? Uh, are you guys in tuxedos this year, or what's kind of the dress? It's kind of a Western theme this year, so I threw a little curveball at us. Oh, I love it. I love it. Western Western theme, huh? So so what do you got going on? You going... You got cowboy hat, cowboy boots. What, what do you, what's you Ortega wearing to the inaugural? Uh, tonight? Cowboy hat. I didn't get to the cowboy boots. Okay. I wish I did, but I didn't get around to it. Uh, no, a big, a big belt buckle, uh, a bolo tie, nice white shirt. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll have to check out some photos of the, uh, the Western themed inaugural. We, sh- we never did that. We always had to wear tuxedos and stuff. That sounds like way more fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, very cool. Well, um, Science camp was canceled this week. So you guys are going to, in fact, be able to practice a little bit, uh, which, which is nice because you have the inaugural Sunday and then science camp. I mean, 
a lot of distractions there to not be able to practice, but, but you are going to be able to get some work in this week. So that's good. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Gio, I got to ask you what, what makes real Hondo prep football special? I know why it's special to me and alumni and everybody, but as a current player and a senior, have you felt how special it truly is? Or are you just kind of so focused in playing that it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, to me, while you're playing it, it's extra special. But do you feel kind of that, that when you guys are playing, that the fact that you guys are in it, that the real Hondo prep football is just a little different? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, again, to talk about brotherhood, you really feel it at Rio and not just in football, but after football, we still stick around each other. We're still playing different sports with each other. So, I mean, that's really cool. And then on the field, we're always lifting each other up. If someone does something bad, I never hear like, oh, like, why this? Why that? It's always like, oh, next one, next one. Keep your head on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And with other teams, maybe something goes wrong and you start hearing them talk bad about each other, yelling at each other. And you never hear that with us guys at Rio. So, I mean, it's pretty special. Awesome, man. You guys have a, you know, quite a responsibility to carry on a tradition that has been around for so long. I mean, um, one great tradition in the program is, Care Youth League kids coming out to games, wearing their jerseys, watching you guys um, t- talk to us about what that is like, because it wasn't too long ago, Gio, where you and your teammates, you guys were those little kids looking up to high school players. So what's it like to, to now be seniors and, and playing in front of kids? Oh, it was awesome. This past week was a KYL week. So there's a whole bunch of kids there with their with their jerseys on and just cheering us on and we were on the sideline for like parts of the game, you know, it was a pretty big lead. So you just hear kids in the back. I would like Ryan, JG, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it was pretty cool. And then we would walk over, give him a fist bump, you know, it, it was honestly really cool. I liked it a lot. Very, very nice, man. Yeah. You guys are larger than life to those kids. And one day they'll be, they'll be in your shoes, you know, playing ball for kids and the cycle continues. Uh, Gio, what are your plans, uh, for after, after high school? I mean, I, you know, you're still young and everything, but, uh, are you going to try to play college football? Do you have any kind of a career in mind? If, if football kind of doesn't happen, what are your thoughts for after high school? Yeah. Uh, if I could play football in college, that would be cool. I mean, it would be a nice opportunity. Uh, if not, maybe going to business or kinesiology, I was thinking too. So we'll see. I still really haven't thought about it that much, but we'll see how it plans out. Awesome, man. Well, I've been around a lot of college programs uh, over the years. It's a different level depending on the, you know, the, the division and everything, but I think uh, you absolutely could play college football somewhere, whether it's uh, D one JC D three, that's kind of, that's all up to you, man, but I wish you nothing but the best. And it would love to see you um, c- continue playing uh, uh, nice. after high school, but uh, say, man, for the remainder of this season, Finish strong, stay hungry, stay humble. Uh, I think that's a, it, so important is the humility uh, with, with you and your teammates. I mean, it's, it's a great group of guys to watch. They all seem to be, again, cheering for each other, happy when someone else scores, not just, you know, it's a great group of guys. It's fun to watch. And um, you, you guys are, are very, very fun to watch, uh, Gio, as well. So uh, do you guys listen to the podcast at all by, by chance? I'm curious. Yeah, I know a few of us do. Okay. We'll be talking about it at school. It's cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice, man. Well, happy to do it. Want to promote it up and, uh, you know, just help you guys carry on that, that, uh, that tradition of real Hondo football before I let you go, Gio, I heard a story that, uh, I gotta let you, let you comment on here. 
Uh, it, in, it involves a couch in a locker room. What, what can you tell us about what went down there? I have sources down at Rio, Gio. We know, what's, uh, we know what happened. So uh, tell, tell the audience uh, the story about the couch in the locker room. That's, that's a good one. Uh, uh, this past week, <laughs> yeah, some, of, some of the senior guys thought it would be a good idea to go to Savers, right? Everything's cheap at Savers. We found a pretty nice couch, ten dollars. You know, we got the we got the big truck. So we went to Savers. When was it? I don't even remember. It was sometime this past week, right? Point is, point is, we got the couch. We went back to Rio. Uh, it was Thursday actually. We went back to Rio, put it in the locker room. Everything was good. We didn't get caught Thursday, so everyone was feeling good. Uh, Friday comes around, then uh, uh, one of our vice principal, Mr. Ixta, Mr. Edwin Ixta, he, he sees the couch. He likes it. So we're like, okay, cool. We get to keep the couch. But <laughs> on Thursday, on Thursday, we had asked Coach Carson if um, we could have a couch, right? And he, he gave us a straight no, like straight no. But we still went on to do it, of course. Um, so then time comes for after school, we have like a club meeting, right? So we're on the locker room, just sitting on the couch and Mr. Carson walks in and it's like, I think it was me, Damien, JG, Calvin, Ray and Roy all on the couch. And he looks at us with a dead stare and he's like, what did I tell you guys? So um, that was a wrap. Pretty much the story was uh, after that happened, couch had to be out the, uh, uh, off campus by 3.30. If not, uh, we weren't going to play, but it all worked out. <laughs> I just gave you all this praise about the great senior leadership. And then all those great seniors <laughs> go out and disobey Coach Carson's orders. He said, no co no couch in the locker room. And you guys go do it anyway. Did we did we learn a lesson there, Gio? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. We want to do it. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. We still have some, we still have some more things planned though. Okay. Hey. All right. Well, remember someone's always watching. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, what what Coach Carson says goes. Okay. That's just it's just how it is. Yeah. That's that is funny. <laughs> that is great stuff. Well, uh, you guys will just have to uh, sit somewhere else. You don't need a couch in there. You guys uh, anyway. But uh, Gio, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Hey, man, it's been a great talking to you. Enjoy the inaugural today and uh, have a good week of, of practice and look forward to a more great success on the field with uh, you and your teammates and moving forward, man. Finish this season strong. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you and uh, we'll talk some some other seniors here uh, in moving forward. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Yeah, thanks. Well, thank you, Gio Ortega, for jumping on the podcast with me for a short little conversation. We're going to try to do this more in going forward is to have uh, members of the senior class on uh, just a quick little talk about them, uh, just kind of learn about, uh, you know, their perspective and kind of uh, get some uh, get some takes about the Rio Hondo football program from the players themselves for a short, uh, short interview, short conversation after our talk with Coach Carson on Mondays here at the get home safe podcast. So uh, those seniors out there stay, stay ready to go. Cause uh, we'll, we'll try to work in uh, different players here and there. If we can, if uh, we'll leave that up to, to coach Carson, but anyway, uh, one final interview today, it's going to be a quick one. He's been on the podcast before coach Burns from Linfield Christian. 
he will be leading the Lions against the Cares this Saturday night down in Temecula at Linfield Christian. I uh, just want to talk about uh, the upcoming game a little bit that uh, was rescheduled from week two. Uh, the Lions of Linfield Christian are currently 0-4, but I'm confident that Coach Burns will turn them around uh, in due time here, and it should be a very good game this Saturday. So let's get right to it. Our final interview of this episode with head football coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian. Okay, joining us once again on the podcast is head coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago as we were preparing for the week two matchup between Real Hondo Prep and Linfield Christian. It has been postponed to this Saturday, Saturday night down in Temecula, seven o'clock. Coach Burns, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Matt. Good seeing you, my man. Oh, you too as well. It's uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. I know you're a very busy man, taking some time out of your very busy schedule to join me here for a few minutes. Uh, Coach, how are things going uh, with you and your program here that we've played a few games? Uh, we're going well. We're learning, you know, we're getting our identity. Um, young young squad, so figuring out some things and uh, having the opportunity to play ball and get better each and every week, you know, so um, – I played a few, taking a few lumps, and just getting some things figured out. But, you know, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. The boys the boys come out and they compete, and they're learning what it takes to play the way, <laughs> excuse me, the way we need to play. And um, it looks good. You know, it's good. The, the future is bright. Okay. Well, happy to hear it. Um, yeah, it should be a good game this, this Saturday night between you guys and Rio Hondo. This game was supposed mm-hmm. to be played in week two. It got postponed for uh, – for just some, some issues uh, kind of off the field and um, has, how's the state of the program? Are you guys okay health-wise and everything? Yeah. You know, you know, this, this, it's, it's better to be safe than sorry. I mean, you know, it's, it's a weird time. Mm-hmm. We're doing everything to get back to normal, but the reality is the new normal comes with some curveballs. And so um, we had a couple guys that you had know, to follow the COVID and, guys that hit us so to be safe and do the things that we're supposed to do we just kind of had to push it you know we're looking forward to it and prepared and ready to rock and then you know you, you got teams all across the country that are thinking canceling sometimes a day of you know um I had a good friend who they were on the bus going to the game and then they got the phone call you know as they were on the bus uh, that they weren't going to play. It was kind of like, oh, well, but, you know, what do you do? You know, yeah. groveling it, but this thing not a joke. And um, it kind of hits home for us because we just lost the, uh, the coach who was on staff for the last eight years. He just passed away last week um, due to COVID. So, uh, you know, it's not a game. Mm. It's not a game. And, I, and I, we want to be safe and take the precautions that we need to take so that everybody is okay. You know, it's, it's hit. Said it's hit our program very closely, and losing Coach Troy Aguayo, and then I, you know I lost my father a year ago to COVID. So, you know it's kind of a, a spot for me where I, you know it's not to take lightly. So yeah, well our, our condolences to to uh, you and your your coaching staff, your team, and then of course your father. I mean that's uh, never easy. And uh, yes, our thoughts and prayers your way, um, and to the to the Lion family. That's a uh, very sad news, and hopefully. Uh, Things uh, get a little better here, hopefully very soon yeah. for you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank oh, you. man. Well, um, you know, Coach, we had Landon Goodwell on a few weeks back uh, when we were about to have this game, 
And uh, he, he had high praise for you. He said, coach Burns is going to have, have the guys ready to go. Um, and he, he said something about, I think it was about loafing. And he said, yeah, back when we were back when we were playing, if we couldn't, if we didn't get into the, the, the uh, TV screen at the end of a play, then we were considered as a loafing. I thought that was a great story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. Um, you know, we had a definition of, we have a five definition of a loaf. Like we had the definition of a loaf. There was like five little key points of what a loaf would be. And it was real simple, you know, getting passed up by another player, turning down a hit, laying on the ground, staying on the ground, um, changing speed. You know, if you're in a play and you see a guy running, all of a sudden he, all of a sudden his speed changes <laughs> and then he was loafing. So at the end of the day, you know, I had to have my guys in the clip. So if, if I, if the frame finished and you weren't in the frame, then you were considered loafing. And if you collected enough loaves, the, the, the head loafer got a loaf of bread that they were supposed to walk around with for a, a week. And it was the class. And, you know, we had GAs in college and stuff. So if, in fact, a GA hit the class and he didn't have the bread on him, then it was, you know, Oof. There's going to be some issues. So it was literally, you had to have the bread. And, you know, if you continued to loaf, you'd keep the bread until it got up off you, right? So somebody else got it from you. So I think we had a guy that had a loaf of bread for about three weeks, you know? <laughs> don't change. Of course, you know, we don't change the bag out. The bread comes rather rough. You oh, know? yeah. And then and then you have to explain to people, like, why are you carrying around a loaf of bread? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're important playing, you know, you know, it. Attitude and effort are things that the, the players control, right? And that's mm. the bigger picture. Your attitude and your effort are what you can control. And I, I don't have anything to do with that, right? So if if your effort is bad, attitude is probably right there. <laughs> oh, did we freeze out? That's a reminder that. Sorry, sorry. All right, we paused for a second there. We're back. Yeah, friendly reminder with the loaf of bread there. <laughs> oh, did we? Oh, you're muted, sir. Okay, okay, we're back. There we. Sorry, some some audio issues there. Yeah, uh, carrying around that loaf of bread, uh, Coach Burns. I mean, that had to be tough. Uh, you know, for 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 the the dating life as well. These these athletes carrying out a loaf of bread when a pretty girl's trying to talk to you, and you got to explain to her that. You didn't try hard enough uh, this past week. So, uh, hey, motivation. Attitude, attitude and effort. Attitude At and effort. Attitude you and know? effort. I love it. Uh, the yeah. last thing uh, I'll, I'll leave you with, Coach, Landon said you had a, a, a just incredible talent for being able to, you know, rip guys apart, really, without ever swearing. You know, I think Tony Dungy famously doesn't, doesn't uh, use yeah. curse words or whatever. And Landon said – it felt like he cussed you out, but he never cussed you out. And so do you have any, did you have any special catchphrases or anything coach? Like, Oh, Jiminy Christmas or anything like that. Uh, actually, actually I, I say Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> I'll say, uh, um, you know, what the flip flop, you know, what the flex, um, uh, mother loving, you know, I, I think I said mother loving quite a bit, you know, you had a, your mother loving mind, you know, we, we, <laughs> some yeah I, I um i made a decision not to do that like i made a decision not to curse after the birth of my first son mm. so 
was coaching at Bishop Vermont High School, and, and I was a young, vibrant coach, you know, pretty energetic, and I had a very uh, extensive vocabulary in, in that area. <laughs> and uh, I just remember just going to practice one day and saying to myself, you know, my, if my son comes to practice and, I, you know, he sees daddy going off and cursing, these guys, do I really want my, you know, I don't really want my son I don't want him experiencing that. I don't want him seeing that. And, and you know, not not right. And God's important. So I just, I remember coming to practice and it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to curse anymore. And that was like in 96. Yeah, 90, no, no, about 90, no, 97. Yeah, 97. So I'm not going to curse anymore. 97, 98, yeah. And uh, I just, you know, chose not to. And then it would be tough. I'm not going to say that I don't, okay? I'd be lying if I said that I don't. I don't let them slip and I don't let them fly at times. But I don't make it a habit. Like, it's something I can control. And um, it shows discipline. And then when I had a chance to get to the NFL, I, it's funny you mentioned Coach Dungy. Um, he ended up being one of my mentors and is one of my mentors now. Um, we were in the elevator, and we were talking. And we had coached a, a, a light guy. Uh, we had a linebacker by the name Eddie Mason. We had it at the Redskins. Oh, you muted yourself. Sound like you muted yourself. There you go. You're back. Yeah, sorry about the strong Christian man. And I remember asking Coach in the elevator, or Eddie had mentioned that Coach never really, you know, Coach didn't curse. And he'd kind of pull you to the side and talk to you in your ear and say a couple of things and then have you feeling really, you know, maybe have you feeling some type of way about what he was saying. So I remember I was coaching, they're like, you know, how, you know, how do you, like, how do you do it? He's like, look, man, you know, the, the spirit, you know, the Lord is there first. And I got to honor God and all that I do. And it just reaffirmed that you don't need to curse a guy out. You need to get more flies with sugar than you can with the other stuff. So I think they appreciate the realness. You uh, got to be real, honest. You got to be open. And then, you know, it goes from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's really funny to hear the, the you know, yeah, the <laughs> Jiminy Christmas, mother loving. That's, that's, you can curse without cursing, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, with the flex, you know, like, you know, I don't give a flex, you know, and they just look and they would laugh. And I know I had some isms, I guess. Yeah. They would tease me about it sometimes, like, coach, you know, you know, but I just, you know, I just couldn't do it, you know. Well, hey, I, you know, Landon's a father now and, and probably doesn't use uh, yeah. foul language around his, around his kids. So, hey, it's, it's the cycle of life here with uh, coaches and players. So, uh, Coach Burns, yes. uh, thank you for joining us briefly here on the podcast. Um, good luck the rest of the way. Should be a fun game with Real Hondo Prep on Saturday night. I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you so very much. Oh man, and and uh, seriously, condolences. God, uh, God bless you and and your family and and uh, team moving forward here with uh, with your guys' uh, losses of your coach and such. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Talk to you soon, Coach. Burns. Thank you, Matt. Well, thank you, Coach Burns, for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to spend a few minutes with me, uh, go down memory lane, share some laughs, and all seriousness, uh, yes, uh, uh, our condolences to the Linfield Christian Lion family. Um, that's never easy, losing somebody. And, uh, yeah, just uh, thoughts and prayers with you guys. And uh, it should be a nice, uh, friendly matchup this weekend with Real Hondo Prep. Uh, no bad, bad blood there at all, just a, a fun uh, two two great programs that are going to play each other and uh, hopefully bring everyone together a little bit. That's always nice as well. So thank you, Coach Burns. Thank you, Gio Ortega. And of course, thank you, 
head coach Mark Carson for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a lot of fun. We've shared some laughs. We've kind of gone inside the program, if you will, a little bit more in depth and looking forward to doing this again uh, next week with uh, a new player, hopefully uh, after the interview with coach Carson. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate the questions. Maynard Bajorquez, Fred Monteblanco, thank you for sending in those questions uh, for, for coach Carson. Hopefully more and more people here will do the same with voicemails and emails. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, just to talk real Honda prep football, to ask questions about uh, you know, the, the program, the way things are going, whatever it may be. Uh, love hearing from the fans. So let's get this more interactive. You know where to follow us on all of our social media platforms uh, along the way. So guys have a great start to your week. Again, we probably won't be here on Wednesday with uh, Bill Barnes, but uh, have a great episode on Friday. Dave Carson's senior, Mark Carson's father uh, will be on the podcast and uh, that, that should just be a lot of fun. Hope you guys will tune in for that. So uh, looking forward to the game this weekend. Uh, hopefully the, all the kids had a great time at the inaugural on Sunday and then uh, back to business this week, practicing and preparing for Linfield Christian Lions. Anyway, that's enough out of me, guys. Have a great week and we'll see you on Friday with interview with Dave Carson Sr. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Oh, 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 o